such a gracious introduction, Vincent Fournier, better known as Alice Cooper. Hello, hooray! It is the Hockey Press Presents. I'm your host, the Schwartz. We're here on the All In Sports Talk radio network on our brand new platform, radio.co. Also, don't forget, you can get the All In Sports Talk radio app, the App Store, coming soon to your Android device, your Play Store. I'm on an Android. I am the Schwartz. You can find me at the Schwartz 5454 on Twitter. And of course, this being the Hockey Press Presents, you can also find them on Twitter at, fittingly, the Hockey Press. I've also got a brand new Facebook page. Wait a second. The Hockey Press. And for all your news and rumors, if you miss it here on the show or anywhere on their social media feeds, you go to thehockeypress.ca. They've got all the rumors, the trades, your daily fantasy to set up. You know, DraftKings, FanDuel, get with them, the boys at the Hockey Press. And they feed me the information for this fine program from a random location. This week, I tracked them down to a luxury box at the ACC, sipping on some fine adult beverages on somebody else's tab, watching all these World Cup of Hockey games. And what am I doing? Where's my invite? Last week, nothing to the distillery district. This week, no luxury box. Not really feeling the love here, Hockey Press. <laughs> uh, speaking of the World Cup of Hockey, we're going to be touching on a couple of issues later. One, an underrated talent. You know his name. You know where he plays. But a certain skill set that he he just doesn't get the, the appreciation I think he should. That being Jonathan Tavares. Some fellow from the United States was sitting on the couch, relaxing with his dog, made a tweet about his lack of attendance for Team USA. That would be filled the thrill. A lot of controversy. And if you're, you're new to the hockey press, you gotta know that, that I got something to say about this kind of been a supporter of one Phil Kessel for quite some time. But what take will I have on this? Just going to have to stay tuned and find out. Got some fantasy tips and rumor roundups to get to first. But before any of that, we got to say thanks to Pacific Rink. No, not Atlantic. Pacific Rink. PacificRink.com is the site. At Pacific Rink, the Twitter address They got some sweet, sweet hockey swag. Best premium bags and apparel, pawn bags, synergy tees, stick wax. People living on the Pacific Coast probably using board wax maybe a little more often. But we talk hockey here, not surfing. No risk of getting bit by a shark. And don't go with the root of the San Jose Sharks. If you're doing that right now, that's lame. But the opposite of lame, the advice the hockey press gives you when it comes to doing your fantasy drafting. So let's get to that. We'll call this the fantasy advisory alert. I know I'm going to one of my other fantasy pools this weekend. Had one a couple of weekends ago for a keeper league, looking good. And I got to say, there's some synchronicity here between yours truly and the hockey press on these fantasy 
advisory alerts. Don't use a high pick on Connor McDavid. Rather, get a guy who's been there and done that. Connor McDavid, being the Calder Trophy nominee and generational talent, likely to pick up the captain C with the Edmonton Oilers this coming season. That's one maybe I'll be a little dicey with on the hockey press with. Maybe not the first round. But you might want to start sniffing at him second, third round max if he's available. That's asking me. Now, as far as goalies are involved, depending on the structure of your pool, they could be a little overrated and overvalued. Their advice, save your pick and grab a guy like Corey Crawford or Jake Allen. Steady goaltending, winning teams, sound advice. Carey Price. I'd normally say Carey Price, but the Montreal Canadiens just look terrible. And his win record will probably suffer for it and potentially goals allowed. Not that he lets up a lot of goals, but the team, I just have no faith in the W column for les habitants. And this is a really good one. I'll elaborate. If you can't get the best, draft the guys who play with them. So, for example, let's let's just say you're you're aiming for Patrick Kane and you don't get him. Well, you you definitely know that Artemi Panarin is going to be getting some points feeding apples to Phil Kessel. I mean, Patrick Kane. Get with it, Schwartz. Come on. Get that thrill off the brain. That's later on in the show. So you see, center, winger. One's going to be feeding off the other. That's just what you would think is obvious strategy. But if you're new to pools and you're listening to the show right now and you're like, I got my first pool, Schwartz. What can I do? How can you help me? Well, I just did. So do the boys at the Hockey Press. So that's your fantasy advisory alert. And also, watch the World Cup of Hockey right now. You're going to be getting a sample of these players that you could be drafting. So have a look. See how they're performing. Maybe a guy like McDavid. Seeing if he's able to carry over his rookie season success. I have every reason to believe so. Blue by Pavel Datsyuk. Now that normally doesn't happen, but... Pavel is 19 years his senior. Let that register for a second. Pavel Datsyuk is 19 years older than Connor McDavid. In this fair country of Canada, Pavel Datsyuk could have been sitting at his local pub going, beer please, Connor McDavid. Mother's milk, please. (laughs) But moving on... (laughs) Some fantasy advisory alerts for you right into our rumor roundup. Players you may not want to draft just yet because you don't know where they're landing. We'll start with Sportsnet giving their UFAs left. Chris Russell, defenseman, was playing with the Dallas Stars. Prior to that, the Calgary Flames. And who's interested in potentially picking him up on the blue line? This week on the rotating interest that is Chris Russell be the Ottawa Senators and potentially the Calgary Flames welcoming him back to the fold. And he seems like a pretty steady defenseman, but 
He hasn't been signed yet. It's been a couple months since July 1st ran around. Maybe he's asking for too much dough and teams are like, hey, buddy, look, you're a good defenseman. You're serviceable, but you're not worth X. And that's where the Clint Eastwood clause comes in. A man has got to know his limitations. So if you got a bunch of clubs just sitting around going, well, we don't need you that badly, maybe you just set your salary standards a little lower. Just a suggestion. I'm not an agent. I don't get any cuts. So my best interests are only really served about talking about free agency on this fine program, The Hockey Press Presents. NHL veteran Thomas Fleischman. Last week we reported on this. This week, reporting again, that eight teams are offering a professional tryout. P-T-O. Not B-T-O. Not Bachman-Turner Overdrive. No, P-T-O. Professional tryout. We'll see what veteran experience he can lend. Maybe at a bargain? million bucks? I don't know. His real effective days are back when he was with Washington. Had a season with Montreal. Played in Florida. Maybe my beer league team can get him. We got smoked last weekend. Kind of nice. Alex Tangay, another one of those veteran presents. Rumor had it that the Chicago Blackhawks were interested in his services. He's got a few teams giving him a PTO, pop quiz. What does it stand for? Are you paying attention? He wants a guaranteed contract, though. See, a part-time, or sorry, a professional tryout doesn't guarantee anything. It just means you skate with the team. If you're flowing with the systems, the coach likes you, then they might sign you to an actual contract. But tryout is a tryout. And let's face it, Alex, if you're just getting a sniff, <laughs> at the age of 36, just be happy to be invited to the party. Your offensive output days are kind of limited. Maybe you'll contribute to a third or fourth line. But your best days are way behind you, buddy. I, I know, I'm sounding like a real jerk here on the, on the radio. Saying, hey buddy, you're a professional hockey player. But at the ripe age of 36, your best days are done. Here I am, 39 years old, saying some guy at 36 is over the hill. It's kind of ridiculous. But in the realms of professional sports... Unless your name is Yarmer Yager, anything beyond 36, and what you're known for is being an offensive winger, and you're not providing that offense anymore, guess what? You're not as useful as you used to be. Speaking of aging presence, and I used to really like this guy quite a bit. He had some really cool skates. He had something called the T-Blades. If you're a hockey aficionado like myself, you love gear, you know what I'm talking about. Dennis Seidenberg, German defenseman, 35 years old, had some injury issues during his time in Boston, just got bought out on his contract. Is he worth the investment? Bargain basement? He's collecting some buyout money? A team maybe interested in adding his veteran presence on the blue line would be the Ottawa Senators. Of course, career senator Chris Phillips retiring. So maybe just looking for a little more veteran guidance. Seidenberg, of course, winning some cups with Boston. 
could fit that well as long as he stays healthy. Speaking of aging blue liners, Christian Ehrhoff, back in 2011, gets a big 10-year contract. The Buffalo Savers, new ownership, salivating, saying this guy's available? We can get a 50-point defenseman? Boom! We're signing this guy. 10 years, lots of money, and we had to buy him out. Last few years, his offensive output, again, diminishing. And when you're an offensive defenseman, unless you're, much like I just said about Alex Tangay as a winger, unless you're providing what you're known for, you're not quite as useful as you used to be. Finished up his season last year with the Chicago Blackhawks. Might be worth it. and I, I mean, again, little veteran presence. If you're getting them for that low dollar value, is it going to hurt you? Worst thing that happens, give them that contract and then you just release them. It, it's happened. Happened last year with Alexander Semin in Montreal. They thought he'd light the world on fire with Alex Galchenyuk. And the only thing he lit on fire was the money that he's been earning. But I digress. Speaking of defensemen still looking for a contract, and this one, we touched on this a couple weeks ago on the Hockey Press Presents. Kyle Quincy has played his entire career with the Detroit Red Wings up until this point. Still relatively young, but no one's signed him yet. Maybe the New Jersey Devils could be a good home for him. They just traded away Adam Larson to get the rights of Taylor Hall, who's now occupying the left wing on, well, on the island. The swamp. Wait a minute. Is New Jersey an island? Get it together, Schwartz. Get your geography together. The swamp. Could be a good addition. Might be the right fit. Definitely not a lot of pressure. Quincy, New Jersey sounds good. Maybe... He goes to Edmonton, though, because they're thirsty for defensemen there. Their drafting has been terrible when it comes to getting defensemen. So maybe he's a good fit there, too. I'm not a general manager, though. Just a schmuck who hosts a podcast. Now, here's an interesting name that used to command a lot of respect on the wing. Making $4 million bucks a year. Was a tradable commodity. And now, not so tradable. R.J. Umberger. Sitting there as an unrestricted free agent, was making $4 million bucks, but injury-shortened seasons and diminished production. Again, this is a theme here in the unrestricted free agency as we get towards the regular season, in that, do you get guys like this for a bargain? Do you take a risk, throw it a million bucks, squeeze it under the salary cap, and hey, if it works out, you got a one-year deal, you got some great offensive production from a guy like Umberger, or you didn't, and you really didn't spend that much to begin with. I know that sounds really easy. That's a lob ball. That's picking low-lying fruit. But if it's low-lying fruit, why let it go to waste? It's just as simple as that. He used to fill the net. He doesn't anymore. Maybe a new location. And less injuries could reinvigorate the career of R.J. Umberger. I don't know. We'll see how it all plays out. But those are some of your unrestricted free agents. Still looking for a home. If you're looking for some pimp stuff, gear, apparel, 
go to our buddies over at Pacific Rink. Check them out on Twitter at Pacific Rink or www.pacificrink.com. See what goodies they have. Bags, shirts, stick wax. They got you covered over at Pacific Rink. Now here's the restricted free agent rundown. Top 10 restricted free agents here. We aren't going to get to 10. We don't have that kind of time. But when it comes to RFAs, Nikita Kucherov, Tampa Bay Lightning, Steve Eiserman playing hardball with everybody. And he pulls out the card saying, do you know who I am? I'm Stephen Gregory Eiserman. Who are you? But Kucherov, or Kucherov, sorry, Nikita Kucherov, poised for a big offensive output, breakout kind of season. Alexander Ovechkin saying, this kid's got the potential to score 50 goals. Do you lose out on talent like that? I mean, you have the rights to him. But what's the dollar figure going to be? Do you bank on potential? That happens all too often, and it tends to fizzle. But for Kucherov, I mean, he performed really well in the playoffs. That's when the real pressure comes. Be interesting to see how that develops because obviously they want to try and keep Ben Bishop between the pipes. They already have Victor Hedman shoring up the blue line. Eight-year deal. Steve Stamkos, eight-year deal. What do you do about an offensive contributor like Kucherov? We'll just have to find out. Jacob Truba, still no contract or information about what's going on in Winnipeg. The last speculative annual average offering, just over five, uh, five mil on a long-term deal. Coming off of your entry-level contract and showing some promise as a defenseman, is it worth $5 million? You know what, Troops? I'd take it if I were you. Because at this point in your career, you still have something to prove. And if you crap the bed, nobody's going to want you. Take the deal. Again, I'm no agent. But my suggestion, take it. Don't leave it. Tobias Reeder, Coyotes really aren't budging. This kid made entry-level max last year, 925,000, scored 37 points, but that was a real big jump from his previous output. So if he's looking to make anywhere around two, three million bucks, yeah, it's probably about as much as you're going to get, two and a half million dollars if you're asking me. But again, I'm not working for the team. The agents aren't calling me. So technically, they're not asking me. You are, though, because that's why you're tuned into the Hockey Press Presents as we do this show 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Thursdays on the All In Sports Talk radio network. I am the Schwartz. I am not a GM. I just opine on hockey. Hampus Lindholm, Rasmus Ristolainen, and Richard Rackle. Nothing new in regards to these fellas, although Rasmus proven a lot of worth in this World Cup of hockey. Sabres would be foolish to let go of a defenseman like this. Hampus Lindholm, again, another guy that's young, 22 years old, I want to say, a couple years younger than Cam Fowler. Cam Fowler on Anaheim being the trade bait. Hampus Lindholm gliding right in to take his place if the trade for Fowler goes through and if they decide to sign Lindholm, and I'm pretty sure they will. Johnny Gaudreau, though, is the big name. Johnny Gaudreau. 
has been lighting it up here in the World Cup. He's asking for a long-term deal, $8 million being the annual average hit. Now again, he's showing a ton of skill at this World Cup of Hockey. His offensive output has progressed each and every year during his three-year entry-level contract with Calgary. But you're asking for Stamkos kind of money on your second deal. I know Tarasenko in St. Louis got over $7 million on his second contract in the NHL. But I don't see Calgary biting at $8 million. Quite honestly, I'd say take six. Anywhere between six and seven million. In fairness, let's say. Sign that long-term deal. Make your coin. And then, on your third contract, you sit there and go, am I worth Stamkos money? Or at least the player at the time that's equivalent to that. And say, yeah, I am. I just earned, gave you a bit of a discount, 6.5 mil. Now, we're going to make it rain. And let's face it, coming off of a deal where he got paid a maximum of $925,000, jumping up to $6.5 million? It seems like a pretty good pay raise to me. few names that dropped off the restricted free agent list include Ryan Strom, signed a two-year deal worth 2.5 mil on the annual average. Last year, split his time between the NHL and American Hockey League. The talented young center, former first-round pick for the New York Islanders, had a 50-point season a couple years ago, but tailed off last year. It's probably why didn't get so high on the payment scale there. Dimitri Orloff, defenseman with the Washington Capitals. There was some talk that he might go to the KHL. He didn't. Sticking around, one-year deal. 29, or sorry, 29 points for him last season, so not too bad. But it was a big jump from his previous year's output. So it's probably just a testing kind of contract. Say, hey, can you keep this up? If you do, okay, we'll give you a bit more of a raise. But it also depends on salary cap, too. And last but not least, Valerie Nikushkin. Played for Dallas. Said he wanted to stay in Dallas. And ended up going to Moscow. Two-year deal. CSKA Moscow for the Continental Hockey League. And those were your restricted free agents. And now on to some stars that are playing in the World Cup of Hockey. But before that, big shout out again to Pacific Rink. And me and our partners in crime on the Hockey Press Presents. They got all sorts of cool premium hockey bags, apparel, pawn bags, synergy tees, stick wax. www.pacificrink.com or find them on Twitter at Pacific Rink. Speaking of skills... Talking about the World Cup of Hockey earlier, Johnny Tavares. I just wanted to draw some quick attention to him before we touch on Phil Kessel. Some of the assists he's been setting up have been unreal. We focus a lot of attention on guys like Patrick Kane for his hands. Jonathan Tavares. He's been splitting D like Mario Lemieux. Dangle. Forehand, backhand, forehand, backhand, dish, goal. When you're doing that to the best defenseman in the National Hockey League on the World Cup stage, it just kind of shows you the talent that is Jonathan Tavares. 
Got a couple years left on his deal in New York, and he's made every intention of staying there. Leaf fans, if you are listening, do not get your hopes up. Speaking of Leaf fans, you're familiar with this guy. This is where we're ending the show today because we have to. We just have to. Phil the Thrill Kessel. Phil Kessel tweeting the most controversial tweet of all World Cup hockey tweets with the following. After the United States lost to Canada, not progressing to the next round, courtesy of Phil the Thrill, just sitting around the house tonight with my dog, felt like I should be doing something important, but couldn't put my finger on it. Alluding to the fact that he did not make the roster of the World Cup of Hockey for the U.S. of A. They decided to go with grit, determination. Saying that could match wits with Canada. Really? Canada's got the grit. Canada's got the skill. What do you got? You had Phil the Thrill waiting at home. Let me put this out here for you. This coming from some event known as the Olympics. Back in 2014, when the U.S., by the way, didn't even make it to a medal round. Carey Price named top goaltender. Eric Carlson, no surprise, top defenseman. Wait, who was the top forward for the 2014 Olympic Games? Could it have been Phil Kessel? Did he just come off a Stanley Cup performance of averaging a point per game? Phil Kessel? People saying the tweet was disparaging towards his teammates. Get over yourself. Really? To his teammates? It was more to the management. Because I don't think Phil's the kind of guy that's going to throw his teammates under the bus. Don Cherry said so much. But what does Grapes know? Well, just ask him. He knows everything. Or ask Tortorella. Who, well, yes, is the coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets for now. But his dated form of coaching with grit, hitting, whatever, what have you. And if you're in his doghouse, you're in his doghouse. Look, I love a great quote from John Tortorella. A freshly baked tort is always welcome. But the fact of the matter is, is Phil Kessel has performed on the international stage and the playoff stage routinely. And to not put him on that roster was an insult. Period. No two ways about it. It's not to say that he would have been the savior. They would have won everything. No, that's not what he was implying. But to not get invited, that was the insult. And that's who he's taken shots at at Management. Not his teammates. So Bacchus, back off a little bit, buddy. You don't have to go hard into the boards with Phil the Thrill. I don't think there was any intended disrespect. Got to give respect to the boys over at thehockeypress.ca. As we wrap up the show here on the All In Sports Talk Radio Network, I am The Schwartz. You can find me on Twitter at the Schwartz 5454 The Hockey Press Boys at The Hockey Press. And you can find their new Facebook page. Wait. It's The Hockey Press. And until we do this again next week at 7 p.m. on the All In Sports Talk Radio Network, may The Schwartz be with you.